Welcome to Resonance. My name is Johan. I am here with my friend Ramzi. Ramzi, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad to be here to start the conversation. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. The topic of today. Yeah. What's going to be the big topic of today? It's, we're going to talk about habit and path, jungle maybe, sacrifice, father, many things. I think we, we've prepared something very interesting. And earlier I was watching this video, it's really amazing. It's like something that relates to a conversation we had about how to start a new habit and especially why it is difficult sometimes or maybe always to start a new habit. So let me start with this little story that I was watching earlier. The video basically was talking about that every time you want to start something new in your life for your brain it's like if there was this little guy inside your brain that needs to go through the jungle what is what it what i mean by that it's like inside a jungle you don't have any path you don't have you don't have any crossways like the path are not well made there's no path made already you need to build them you need to cross one path and you know to remove like all the trees and like creating your own path mm. and starting a new habits in it's a bit like that so basically it's about you have to do the thing first and the more you're gonna do them the easier it's gonna get basically at first it's always difficult but the more you do it the more you cross path the same path the easier it's going to get because the path, is, the path are already made. It's like basically, it makes me think, as a baby, you don't want to take any shower, you don't want to take a bath. And nowadays, everyone takes a shower. It's actually sometimes uh, people like to take showers. But if we think about it before, maybe we didn't want to. And so it's just like inside the brain, the synapse just creating new path to make it more pleasurable and it's like it's easier. And I found that very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely tied to our childhood, I feel. Or at least I, our childhood gives us head starts in certain types of habits that we've built through it. That either by ourselves, but very often by what our parents, our environment create as habits. One example I have is how... I feel like I'm very comfortable with crafting things, doing things and being like being disciplined myself, waking up early, etc. When I was a child, every morning of the Sunday, my father would wake me up to take some Arabic classes with him. Okay. So he'd teach me Arabic mm -hmm. at 9 a.m. in the morning, which is something I hated back then because, you know, you... You wake me up, it's the day that I don't have school, I would be super happy to watch uh, cartoons or whatever. Okay. And instead of that, I'm taking Arabic classes, I don't know the point, I don't see the, the point, I'm, but obviously it was important for him. And what he taught me on top of the language is how to wake up and how, I mean, more how the environment or some something external can force you into doing something that will be good in the end for you 
and how by pushing yourself by something external, you're going to craft at the end of the day, create something that will make you better, better at a certain domain. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is because of thanks to these habits you had with your dad mm -hmm. on every, every Sunday, you were waking up earlier to do something you didn't want to do. It's actually helped you in your life to achieve things and wake up early. It's like nowadays. And right now you're saying it's something very easy to do for you. It's like, you're going to wake up super early. You're just going to start doing things and work. Not necessarily easy, but easier for sure. I am much more comfortable and I like the idea more of, uh, just pushing myself of so my boundaries, learning something new, getting out of a certain comfort zone of sleeping or having procrastinating or whatever. So yeah, this embedded this in me, like how you can make that sacrifice of uh, two hours of or sleep in the morning to just learn a new language or learn a new skill. What pushes us to grow in a certain area is the sacrifice we made and accepting the sacrifice we make. So you're saying that every time I want to start a new habit, it's somehow I'm going to renounce on some other things. I mean, I agree with you. It's like we, we're going to spend, I'm going to spend my time in something different. I used to spend on and I make this decision. Mm. I make a choice. So I need to sacrifice something for something else. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking like, so the process of starting a new habit is very interesting because we're saying that it's very difficult because the syllabes in our brain, whatever, are not constructed, they are not built yet. And you need to do it many times mm -hmm. in order for it to get easy, to be easy. And I definitely can relate to that because even like with my life or with my family and friends or people surrounding me, I can see that many people want to do things. They have projects, they have ideas, they have desires, and they're not necessarily doing them. It's difficult for them to get out of the comfort zone and to start these new things. So we understand now that it's difficult because the path are not made, made mm. yet. And of course you need to create those paths. And one of the tricks I've, I've realized that really works for me, it's something you were saying that creating an environment where your environment is not going to give you a choice. It's like, it's basically going to force you to create the habits that you want to create. So if we take the example of your dad, you didn't want it to do it. You, yeah. you, you actually, maybe you've never wanted to do it. He forced you and you had to do it every, every Sunday, wake up, bam, bam, bam. And yeah, creating an environment where you don't have a choice. You're not thinking with your emotions anymore. So thinking, thinking about it and where you don't let the brain taking the decision for you anymore. It's just like your environment forcing you on it. I found that very useful. For instance, you're going to pay a coach and this coach is going to be there and force you, or you're going to go to a group class, or you're going to commit socially with friends or people, then you have to do it more. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I think so. I think at the end of the day, I've, at first I thought our brain was some sort of single muscle, but with that idea that you have, I agree. I feel like our brain is not only one big muscle. It's a very complex network of different muscles. You, you don't necessarily grow in general in terms of discipline or something. You grow by the areas you want to grow in, say a language or starting this blog or becoming better at painting. But basically you grow skill by skill. And if you want to grow in a certain skill, yes, you have to carve. You have to carve that scar yes. until it becomes natural and it flows through you, through you rather than you doing it. And the almost. water flows into this, yeah. what you yeah. cause, like, yes. Yeah. I, I think that's how it works. It's kind of with the habit that of meditating, because for me, it's that the habit of meditating is the easiest habit I can measure. Okay. Because I started meditating for a while and... Hello. I would say two years now almost. Okay, nice. It's not really consistent, but it's easy to measure because sometimes it's not ver not long or not well-focused. Sometimes it's very long, very focused. And I'm able to know and to measure and to feel that over time, I'm carving that habit into my brain. And it's, for example, so much easier right now to enter in a state of meditation for me that it was a year ago. And it will probably be so much easier and so much deeper in a year, in two years, if I keep doing it. Yeah. So that idea of carving something, of carving that habit, I, I, I deeply believe in it. But I think it's really counterintuitive for us to see how we'll be in the yeah. final destination. We always think we're not changing, but by doing we actually are yes yeah and what you're saying it makes me think about something i've realized is it doesn't matter if you stop in the process mm -hmm. it's like it's like when i stopped when i stopped smoking so i was smoking for three years and then one year i decided to stop i was i was kind of like smoking a lot i think i was smoking maybe 10 12 cigarettes a day or something like that so half a pack mm -hmm. on my process of stopping it didn't happen like okay today i'm gonna stop and i stopped didn't happen this way i was i set myself i'm gonna stop so i started to stop and i said around me to everyone yeah guys i'm gonna stop smoking whatever but two days after I was smoking again, mm -hmm. but I didn't give up. Then I said to myself, okay, it doesn't matter. I started to smoke again. I'm going to stop again. Then I stopped again for one week, but then I smoked again. And then back and forth many mm -hmm. times like mm -hmm. that, I was saying to everyone around me and people actually were making fun of me. Like they were like, oh, you're saying that you're stopping, but you're actually not. And I've realized based on what, based on what you're saying that even if you start something, okay, you start carving the thing in your brain, you start this new habit, it's great. But if you stop, it doesn't matter because you, you started to carve a little bit. So you can come back and what you've done before, even if it was one year ago, two years ago, I'm taking a long time yeah. purposely, 
but it doesn't matter because mm. your brain remembers and you've already started to carve this little path. So you can go back to what you started to, even if you stop. You can like forgive yourself because there's a lot of pressure, you know, like you start, okay, I'm going to start this project, this thing, this whatever yeah. idea you can have. And one month or two months later, you stopped or one week later, you stopped. And then you're never going to come back because you feel like you failed, but actually not. It's good. It's good. It doesn't matter. You can yeah. come back to it. And this is a great realization that I have. It brings like forgiveness. It brings many things to it and you can actually do it. Yeah. yeah I feel like forgiveness, self-forgiveness is such an important value to have because it really is okay to relapse on a bad habit but it also really is okay not to keep going on a good habit. And what matters is how easily you forgive yourself, because if you forgive yourself easily, you can restart also easily. Yes. And it's compound growth, it's compound changes. And yes, you go up and down, you go up and down, but as long as you keep the, the intention, and you forgive yourself through the time that you didn't go for that intention, you're good. Yes. That's, I think, what struck me over time. As if, even if I don't meditate for a day, for two days, or even I meditate and it's shitty, as long as I'm like, okay, it wasn't a great practice today, but it's okay, let's keep going, I'm good. I'm pulling myself out of a vicious, a bad circle. And I think... It's about being able to have a muscle of motivation strong enough to pull you out of a bad circle, a bad habit, or something you're not really happy with. When you're not happy at a moment in your life, when you're not in a good place, it is okay to not be happy and to not be good and to feel shitty for, for yourself as long as you realize that you're actually by that disgust of yourself, okay, creating a muscle that will motivate you enough to pull you out of that moment when you're disgusting yourself with what you're doing. So you're saying that sometimes you don't like so much your situation, you let yourself into, yeah. you like disgusted of whatever you're doing yeah. or not doing, but it actually gives you a lot of energy to bounce back. Exactly, exactly. I feel the more I'm disgusted with myself, the easier I bounce back. <laughs> Lately, I have... Not sure if it's very healthy, honestly. <laughs> yeah, probably not. An example I have is how lately, over the past weeks, I've been using my phone when I woke up uh -huh. way too much for me, just like scrolling through the news, social media, whatever. And there was a point, a day, where I was like, okay, this is like... You're a piece of shit for doing it. It's, okay. it's it's stupid. You're wasting so much time in the morning. You're using a moment where you could be just really flowing with yourself in the morning to just have your eyes on the screen. Up to a point that I just was disgusting myself of that bad habit. And I was I wrote down, I remember I woke up that, that morning. I wrote down in my journal, you're a piece of shit for doing it. Just get yourself together and put your phone away for the, all the next days. And that really helped me because by being disgusted, by writing it down, 
I actually started to change that habit of just having my phone far away and waking up out of just the alarm and doing my thing in the morning. And I needed to go to that place of okay. going through that shitty habit again and again. Interesting. It makes me think, and I think what you're saying is about how to use an emotion to put things into motion. Yeah. yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. this uh, this French singer, he was uh, in an interview, Charles Lefou, very famous, and he's saying that the emotion he uses to for him to create the music and everything he's been creating, which is wonderful, by the way, it's anger. He yeah. needs to be very angry yeah. with himself. I don't know. But I don't think it's about the people or with the people. It's about himself and what he does. He needs to be like this anger, emotion that's going to put himself into motion. It's going to help him a lot. Mm. And I think identifying the best emotion, because mm. for different people, it's different. Yeah. Maybe it's so for some people, it's a lot of sadness. Yeah. But I think identifying what is the emotion that put me in motion mm. can be very interesting and very useful for, for everyone. I love that. Yeah, I think it's true. I think each one of us has a certain emotion or certain range of emotion or certain mixture, certain cocktail of emotions that will boost them, drive them into getting out of what makes them feel unhappy. What is the word that you use like when uh, you take the action out of nowhere? Having a, having a realization that, okay, I'm in a shitty place. Yeah, I told you, Tiffany, because you, you were telling me about how it worked with you and how you had that epiphany, for example, of getting away of the life you had in France and going towards a life where you were more free to do the work you do and how it brought you now to crafting your business and working from anywhere you want. Do you yeah, want yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk more about this? I mean, yeah, why not? So basically I was just coming back from, I did three exchanges in my life during my mm. studies, like uh, bachelor and master combined. I uh, was uh, traveling and doing exchanges basically. And then I came back to work in Paris. And so I did one year working in Paris and I loved my job. But at the same time, I don't know, I felt sort of empty. I wasn't super, I was, I was kind of disappointed with the yeah. life I was having after traveling, doing exchanging, meeting so many people, culture and stuff. For me, if, if it was, if the world was on gray scale, like black and white. And before I had colors, I was like, oh no, I don't want to stay in this life. I mean, for me, yeah. it didn't like it. I didn't like it. And then, but it took me six months. I think for six months, I was like, ah, I don't like it. And I didn't find any solution. And out of nowhere, one day, I think it was during the summer, I was like, fuck it. I don't want this life anymore. I don't know what's up in the future. I don't know what am I going to do. So I had no idea. I didn't plan, whatever. I just decided. I just made a decision. No more. I'm going to go back tra traveling. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start freelancing. You know, like it was yeah. kind of like the culmination of frustration of something, yeah. like you were saying with yeah. the emotion. And just one day, it is too much. Yeah. And you make another decision and you change your path. Yeah, that's basically what happens. I really feel 
one thing we have to remember when we're in a place that is difficult, we're in a place where we're not happy with the decisions we're making, with the habits we're creating, is that there is always hope and there is always light in the end. And light always wins. So no matter how hard it is, the place you are in, I feel like there is always willpower inside you. But it's about how are you gonna pull out that willpower? Do you need outside help? Do you need inner help? Do you need time? Do you need this mixture of emotions to bring you to a place that you are so angry or so pissed or so disgusted or so sad with yourself that you need to get out of there? But light always wins somehow. You know what? I disagree with that. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. I think my strong belief in uh, spirituality somehow is this polarity in the universe and this yin and yang. You're talking about light, but there's darkness. Yeah. And I don't think that lights always win. I think what always win is the drive you put into your life. It's the belief. It's your belief system. It's how you perceive the world. It's how you think. It's like the energy you bring to you and everything. I think, I strongly believe that if it's like a lot of lights, a lot of things, whatever, mm -hmm. you're optimist and stuff, then that's what's going to come to you. But okay. if you are more in a dark belief or dark mood or pessimist point of view of the world and everything, that's what's going to come to you. I really believe in this attraction law somehow. It's, I think it's a mix of taking actions and what's inside your mind, but it's yeah. like both. So light might not always win. It actually depends on what you feed your life with. And when I say feed, it's like what's inside yourself, but also what you feed to the people, the external energy you're going to give. Okay, so it's more about changing your mindset and the way you see the world rather than being hopeful that at the end later was wins. I get it. I yeah. Get it. And also it's like how you see the world is one reality and it's one belief, but mm. traveling, you do realize that this infinity is an infinite way of seeing the worlds and achieving something and creating a new habits as well. Yeah. There's many, many, many ways. Yeah. No, there, there probably is. And yeah, we have to keep in mind that each one, their path, each one, their method, each one, their way of doing. But at the end of the day, there is always, there is always a drive that has to come. There is always a drive. It can be external, can be internal, can be something that someone that forces you or some accountability that you create with people be, can be through committing to something with money. It can be through someone whipping you in the morning to do it. It can be through you building these paths, these scars strong enough, deep enough that you keep doing it. Each one, their tools It can be a mixture of tools, but I think it's, it's really, yeah, it's really important to find that equation of tools. 
But do you think this is an equation? I think sometimes it's so complicated. You know, like maybe this equation is going to work for that mm. habit, but the next habit you yeah. start, it's not going to be the same equation. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So you see what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. For instance, I see my girlfriend, she doesn't want to, she didn't want to start uh, going to the gym. Okay. She knows that doing sports is good for her mm. and she had a difficult time starting this new habit. And I was like, let's go to the gym, let's go to the gym. And she was seeing the gym as something that is very frightening. It gives her a lot of fear. It's not a reassuring environment going to the gym. You have all those big guys, everyone is very sporty and yeah. stuff. So it's not a very reassuring environment. And it was kind of frightening her. And then one day she came with me and me at the gym, I didn't care about the people. So yeah. I was like, yeah, do this exercise. You know, I was like just using and touching all the machines and I didn't care about the people. I was like, yeah, can I use that? You know, yeah, can I use this? You know, talking with the people around me and yeah. just like appropriating myself to the environment, like making her, making the whole thing less scary, seeing that it's fine. Yeah. Uh, no one's gonna, you know, people are not like, judging you and actually even if they are you don't care yeah you know and now i can tell that she's going now on her own because i think she bypassed this little fear and she experienced she started to carve some mm -hmm. little path so she she didn't create the habits yet but she's on her way on her process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it takes time but she doesn't give up and she starts crying she starts doing it she starts trying and yeah, it's it's really it's really nice to see the process. There's definitely a beauty in that process, and what you started with the point of fear. I think that's also one big factor why we don't start things. Fear. Because we fear something. Oh my god. We fear like I think we fear everything. <laughs> yeah, comparing what we lose to what we win, and we fear we fear the risk we take. Okay, if I go this direction. I lose this and that. I lose hours of sleep, maybe some friendships, maybe some time alone for this. Maybe there's a reward there, but maybe not. So, yeah, we kind of fear the path untaken. Yeah. And what do you think about all of those videos about saying when you're about to die? the only thing you're going to regret are not the things you've done. They mm. are the things that you haven't taken action on. Yeah. I do think it's true, but I think you're also going to regret the shitty things you've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so actually it's something interesting. It's like, okay, taking action is yeah. good. You need to take actions. I mean, if you want to start a habit, it's good, but I do think it's also good to think properly. I mean, you know, a lot of things people are just saying, just do it, just take action, you know, yeah. like just go for it, whatever. But we also don't want to make mistakes. Yeah. We also want to prevent difficulties, you know. Let's say you are in your comfort zone, you have a good life and you make a decision to change something. And because you've changed this thing, you, a lot of bad things gonna happen to you. Yeah. You know, like it's something that 
it's there and actually it's related to the fear it's like wow am i if am i taking these new habits or these new decisions is it the right path for me mm-hmm. you know like am i gonna go to the right direction or maybe it's gonna bring me a lot of bad stuff that i didn't have before so yeah. i think the fear is coming from that as well it's like it's coming from anticipating a pessimistic future and that could happen or something like that what yeah, do you think yeah yeah I, I fully agree with that and I had that thought often in the past and one realization that came to me recently is that there is no real path untaken because there's only the one you take and all of the micro decisions and the environment and where you are and at which time you are in your life will lead you to that one and only path. So you can't really say should I do this or should I do that? You're eventually going to have to do one of them or not do any of them, but there is only one path. Yeah, you, I mean, even if you don't take a decision, it's, yeah. it's still a decision. Exactly. Not taking a decision is a decision. And I am slightly less scared of the path and taken because I really believe that by not taking a path, I'm taking a path. It might be a path that I'm not happy with. So I might as well take a decision. Okay. Yeah, I see what you, you know mean. What I mean. Yeah, definitely. Good. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, you always move forward. If you do nothing, you still move forward doing nothing. I think it's moving all the time. Yeah. Entropy. Yes. Yeah. So it's about you. What do you want to move forward towards? Very often, doing is the solution. And there is so much more learning, so much more experience by doing things and so many lessons taken from putting things into action. So you also have to love, appreciate, take pleasure in and have faith in the idea of action. When you start a project, and we can talk about the podcast, how we're starting the podcast, we are better by just doing it, by starting the record and and throwing ourselves into action rather than theorizing, perfectioning. I'm really fighting with this idea of action because I know that I can be a perfectionist, but I know that I it always comes out better when it's into action. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think that's a roll up. What do you yeah, think? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we can add much, but that was a beautiful topic and conversation. So thank you, Jan. Thank you, Abzi. Thank you, everyone.